Survivors. True Stories. Narrated by Paul Spera. The Raft of Death. On June 17, 1816, Leco, Largus, La Loire, and La Meduse set sail for Saint Louis in Senegal. This expedition was to take possession of the colonies that France had before the Revolution. It was led by an incompetent aristocrat, Hugues du Roi de Chamouret. La Meduse, an 150-foot-long frigate, carried 395 people, mostly soldiers and sailors. On board were stocks of food for the colony, two longboats with a capacity of 100 passengers each, canoes, and a skiff. The expedition, however, was a total disaster. La Meduse was quickly isolated from the rest of the expedition. Chamorais made a number of navigational errors. Instead of avoiding the Arguin Bank off of Mauritania, he ran aground there on the 2nd of July. Once again, the worst decisions were taken. The refloating of the frigate having failed, it was decided to build a raft using planks and ropes. The idea was that the auxiliary boats would tow it after the frigate was abandoned. The officers drew up a list of those who would board the tenders. Governor Schmaltz and his family were lowered with great fanfare into one of the canoes. Care was taken to ensure that the boats were not overcrowded, while those lower down the social ladder were crammed onto the makeshift raft. And the promise to tow the raft to the African coast was forgotten. Or at least they did not try to catch it when it became unstuck because of its heavy load. Now the 147 passengers on board the raft of La Meduse are about to experience 13 days of hell. At first, they cannot even sit down, they're so tightly packed. Quickly, two groups form. That of the officers and notables who had kept their weapons and were seated on the central platform. They were ankle-deep in water. Then, the group of simple soldiers and sailors, disarmed as a precautionary measure, who had taken their places on the edges and were up to their waists in water. A storm on the first night does crowd control. Several unfortunates fall into the water, others throw themselves involuntarily. There is nothing to eat, as the barrels of food have been thrown overboard and all the biscuits eaten on the first day. The mutiny of the second night further thins the ranks of the passengers. The officers and notables put down the rebellion in a bloodbath. Sixty-nine sailors are massacred, with only nine to defend themselves against firearms. A few days later, a new revolt cost the lives of 30 other mutineers. After a week, misery and desolation reign on board. There are fewer than 30 survivors left, and they have no choice but to eat the corpses of the fallen. First raw, then, after having sliced them, salted them with seawater, and dried them by hanging them from the mast. But that is not enough. A council of war is held, at the end of which it is decided to throw the twelve weakest passengers into the sea. Now only fifteen are left. The very next day, the Argus goes in search of the raft. It is found, and the survivors are transported to Saint-Louis du Sénégal. Only ten survived the exhaustion, the hunger, the sun, and the ingestion of human flesh.
Two of the survivors wrote an account of the disaster. They accused the French Navy of incompetence and described what they had to do to stay alive. They scandalized the world and shocked morality. Even today, in the Louvre, Jericho's painting inspired by their stories is a testament to the power and resilience of human beings willing to do anything to survive. Did you like this episode? Feel free to comment, share, and rate it. See you soon for new stories. Midnight Studio, addictive podcast creator. <laughs>